0: Welcome to this installment. We have with us Rick Green, and we are gonna have a lot of fun. So buckle your seatbelt and stick around.
1: In the spirit of God, moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light.
0: Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America. Adam, hear all of soon. The advance of you human know, liberty can only strengthen the cause of world peace. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You in but because of the Watergate
1: matter, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> One small
0: step for man. May all of God's to be able to my country tears of thee, sweet land of
1: liberty, of thee are saved. We shall pay any price bear any church, uphold any
0: foe to ensure the survival and the success of liberty. It is indeed we are the defenders of freedom. With the
1: unbounding determination of our people,
0: we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. Hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created one equal. nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to keep Hey, thanks for joining us today. We have with us Rick Green. Thanks for joining us, Rick.
1: Hey, my pleasure, man. Uh, There's a new rule for this show. You have to be first name Rick and last name a color. Um, Otherwise, you can't come on. So, you know, I don't know what Rob's going to do. He's going to have to change his name, I guess.
0: We're trying to bring a thing together, aren't we, Rick? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, good to be with you, brother. (laughs) Good to be with you. Hey, Rick, is your name Richard? And it's short for uh, Rick? You got it. Short for that? Yeah. So I'm Ricky with a Y after it. Officially,
1: on the birth certificate, Ricky, not...
0: Ricky, that's no it.
1: kidding. Man, well, <laughs> I was Richie as a kid, which was awful because, you know, this is a Richie Rich thing and, you know, it just was, that was a terrible name. Or Richie Cunningham. Anyway, it was an awful name. So yeah. I changed it to Rick when I switched schools and nobody knew me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're in Austin, which is the closest thing to Southern California oh, you guys have yeah. going on, isn't it? It's the
1: San Francisco of the South, man. Unfortunately, so uh, yeah, it's uh, I, we live outside of Austin. We live just west of there in a little town called Dripping Springs. We actually have shirts, you know, because Austin's whole theme is keep Austin weird. So we have shirts that say just west of weird, and uh, and keep dripping normal. That that's our, you know, but but too many have moved out here. So now Dripping Springs is kind of part of Austin. So I'm looking to move west, man. Go west, young man. I'm going to West Texas. Hopefully, we'll see.
0: Well, get ready because I saw a statistic, a survey last night that San Francisco is uh, the a survey of the Bay Area that fifty six percent of people saying they're moving out of the Bay this year. And so, if they're coming to a neighborhood near you, bro, you better you better move far west.
1: No kidding. Let's hope it's the right ones. I had a, a you know I had an interesting epiphany a couple years ago whenever. Let's see. It was it was Ted Cruz against Beto O'Rourke, right, in 2018. Really close race here in Texas, yeah. and the non the, the the non-native Texans, so all the Californians and others that had moved into Texas, voted um, majority for Cruz, and the native Texans voted for majority for O'Rourke. So the people that are moving here might be the right ones. So maybe we're getting the good ones from California. I don't know. We're, we're going to leave you the bad ones. We're going to get the good ones.
0: <laughs> it might happen. Well, I was thinking that uh, you know the day before, I saw the statistic about the survey of people moving out of the Bay Area. Uh, five more Walgreens are shutting down in San Francisco. They've now shut 22 Walgreens just in the San Francisco area because of the ridiculous uh, inability and laws to prosecute c- crime they're going broke right with people just walking in and as long as they walk out with uh less than 950 dollars worth of goods uh, you know you it makes you think are they good with math are they calculating how close <laughs> do they get with their trash, trash right? you can't make this stuff up right it's, it's ridiculous
1: i i think dennis prager who's probably at least One of the top five wisest men in america if not the wisest he's right the left destroys everything they touch you know they did it to detroit uh it was one of the greatest cities in the world the left took over absolutely destroyed the city and now they're doing it to big cities across the country you know the founders had a had an interesting view of big cities thomas jefferson wrote to to uh, benjamin rush and he said i view great cities as pestilential to the morals uh and health of mankind and rush writes back and rush was a medical doctor so hopefully nobody's eating while we're they're watching this but he said um i agree with you i view them as abscesses on the human body reservoirs of all the impurities of a community now i think they were just (laughs) students of you know theology they understood depravity you pack a whole lot of people into one place you're packing a whole lot of depravity into one place but it's also because you don't get out and see God's, you know, nature. You don't see the laws of nature and nature's God. And cities just tend to to move left naturally, you know.
0: It, it's that way. And it seems that there's this, they reach critical mass in the moral depravity and then they implode. But the left, like you said, the left uh, inundates with terrible, terrible leaders, terrible policies and they basically burn things down, and then they rejoice yeah. that they're ruling over a pile of ashes. I mean, they—it's like whether it's Detroit or that's what's going to happen in San Francisco, and it's tragic because California, like Texas, is you know beautiful and. Yeah. Um, but when you no, get down leader no no, leaders, not, not, no no California like Texas is beautiful California's beautiful I love my state of Texas but man
1: yeah. we got nothing on you guys on when it comes to the beauty you guys I mean that's one thing I hate about the left in <laughs> California y'all have such a beautiful place such an
0: amazing state yeah I love my state don't get me wrong we I yeah. think we're much better place to I was trying to live. be deferential I was <laughs> trying to be inclusive was, and you so know, you
1: threw fake I, news out there I got gotcha. you yeah
0: yeah I, I just I just went through a class of diversity, inclusivity, <laughs> and equity. Uh, and I just thought I would just bring uh, Texas and California together, yeah. Rick. Yeah, <laughs> we got the best history, right? The whole come and take it thing, Mononave,
1: mono yeah. that, that comes from
0: Gonzales, Texas, my old yeah. legislative
1: district. 18 <laughs> guys show up with the cannon to tell the whole Mexican army, come and take it. Uh, you know, the 18 swells. Now, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was 18 civil disobedient unmasked unvaccinated texans in 1835 <laughs> that took that stand so good for them uh they good were unwilling them. to cower to tyranny. anyway texas has some great history for sure
0: <laughs> so let's uh speaking of masks, speaking of mandates uh where do you think we're at as a country here biden came down with his hard mandate which is really crazy, all of these people, medical workers on the East Coast, losing their jobs. Maternity ward saying, hey, we're not delivering any babies because everybody walked out. We're not going to have a, this pediatric center back there. Said we can't have a pediatric trauma center. Children coming in here with, with injury because our staff has now had to leave, walked out because they didn't want the, the vaccine. And yet other parts of the world, you and I were talking before we went on, Rick. Other parts of the world, the Scandinavian countries, yeah, they're, they're, everything's back to normal and they're normal. just yeah. and declaring it's an annual flu. The coronavirus is here to stay. Um, you can take that stand or if isn't that interesting up north, they're saying that it's uh, basically an annual flu and down south in Australia, they have a zero tolerance and they've become a Nazi martial state to keep people locked in their homes. But well, talk about the antithesis of that, Rick. You travel a lot, you speak a lot, you're connected yeah. with history. It's unbelievable, unprecedented.
1: It it grieves me to watch Australia right now. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the place that you know Ted Cruz calls them the the the, the Texas of uh, of that part of the world uh, used to be, right? And and now yeah. I mean now, now they're implementing a they're going to have a five thousand dollar fine if you don't get the jab. Um, it's, and, and to see the arrest and the little, you know, physically assaulting people for being out without a mask. Uh, but look, Wyoming shut down a school. They locked down a school to chase down this girl and arrest her for not wearing a mask in Wyoming. Wyoming. And you you look at the picture of this girl. She looks like this sweet little homeschool girl, right? I mean, it's like, and she's willing to stand against that, and and you know, be arrested. You know, I, I don't know if anybody knows her, but if you do, tell her she's got a full scholarship to Patriot Academy anytime she wants to come. Um, you know, the worst part about it here in America. Well, let me first say, the cool thing is we're getting these these examples that that bust the narrative. Like you said, these Nordic countries. I mean, uh, Norway. They're they're. Totally, like lifted all restrictions. Denmark lifted all restrictions. Um, Florida and 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 Texas finally. You know, Texas is. I, I've got my certainly my complaints with King Abbott uh, because he was more like Newsom for the first year of this thing, now I think he gets up every morning and he watches Ron DeSantis' press conference and says, that's what I need to do to be popular. Um, So at at least he's being forced to finally do the right thing on some of this stuff, because we got some good Republican uh, opponents. But anyway, uh, because of these examples of freedom, all of these other places that are just ignoring the science and, and acting like the sky is falling and all this, I mean, at some point the people, even in those places, are looking online and they're watching these other places going, you got all these millions of kids and people going to these football games, packed stadiums, hugging on each other, sweating on each other. We're six weeks into that and the world, the sky hasn't fallen. We haven't, you know, those kids aren't all falling out in the streets. And so at some point that reality has got to shake these people up. Uh, But I'm just amazed that in America, we have all of these corporations falling over themselves to obey a, it's it's not even a law. It's it's it, it, frankly, it's not even technically a. There's no, a, a senile president had a press conference. That's all, and, and and there's no written rule. There's no law that's been passed by Congress, and you got the CEO of Southwest Airlines, saying we have to comply with the president's order. And I'm going, when you're the CEO of a, of a major airline doesn't remember schoolhouse rocks on saturday morning and i won't ruin your show by singing it but you remember the little i'm a bill from capitol hill you know it starts with the house and the senate before it ever gets over and everybody acts like that that stuff doesn't even matter anymore the president can hold a press conference not even um and everybody falls all over themselves it's an absolute we're in an absolute state of civil ignorance we don't know how our system works. We don't know what the law, how the law works. We don't know how the constitutions work. Ginsburg's out there selling the idea that federal law tr- trump state law, and that's why this mandate overrules the mandates by DeSantis and Abbott. And I'm, and I'm going wait. Let's just break that down. Federal law trump state. There's no federal law mandating the vaccine right now, it would be completely unconstitutional if there was. There is zero constitutional authority for the feds to do a mandate on, on a vaccine. They all point to this Jacobson v. Massachusetts case from 1905, which was entirely about state and local power, not federal power. Um, and, and so there's no federal law to Trump state law. And even if there was, even if Congress passed a law mandating uh, the vaccine requirement or, or mass or whatever else uh, they, they would want to do, Article six of the Constitution does not say "Fed Trump state in every case." What it says is, is that the Constitution and laws made pursuant in pursuance thereof, uh, Trump state law. So it has to be in pursuance thereof. In other words, it has to be constitutional. It has to follow the constitutional jurisdictions and boundaries of what the federal government even gets to do. And none of this stuff does that. So it, it's it's fake news. Uh, it's worse than saying Texas is as beautiful as California.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> that's a great illustration bro so this is because what i've been observing is people saying you know we had the press conference and it would take six months if that was to go through all the processes to actually have the leverage in any legal form upon yeah. these private entities and yet you said they're falling all over themselves to do it it's it's uh it's it the compliance
1: you. that's so frustrating. It's one thing yeah. for government to be tyrannical; it's another thing for the people to just lay down and say, "Okay." Yeah. And, and I realize a lot of people are not doing that, right? But when these big co- and and these people are compromised, this CEO of Southwest is compromised. They took 3.2 billion dollars in COVID bailout funds, so that's why he's falling all over himself to do whatever the the federal government does, says. So I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I'm just thinking about. I mean, it's you know the fact that people are just following it instead of pushing back and this is real pain i mean you know you've got people in your church that have that have dealt with this i just got back yeah. from seattle and man i'm telling you thousands of people are losing their jobs these are m- people in the military firefighters police officers mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned the healthcare workers i mean all of these people that are frontline laying down their lives for us and we're going to reward yeah. them by firing them for making a a very logical health care decision and then they're not even giving them unemployment they're treating them worse I, we had to let somebody we had to fire somebody at our we got a little historic hotel down in Gonzales, and uh, somebody an employee was stealing from us so we had to let them go They still got unemployment. We filed our complaint with the state and they're like, no, no, no. It doesn't matter if they stole from you. We're still going to. So you can steal from your employer and still get unemployment, but you refuse a jab that doesn't make you any more immune to this virus than natural immunity does. If you get the virus and and you are literally a pariah removed from public society. That's how these people are acting.
0: Yeah. So. The study that came out two weeks ago from Israel that I've had yeah. COVID, natural immunity is 27 times stronger right. and longer lasting than the jab. I don't care if you have two boosters, three boosters, four boosters, it's, you're going to get to a year. Uh, and this machine that is, is freight training the American people because there's really no one with any guts to stand up. In a corporate way, I mean, what is that first organization, whether it's Coca-Cola and Delta or Woke, all these companies that want to have this appearance, and they're compromised because they've taken the big checks. So, okay, you know, we took your money, now we owe you, we'll do whatever you want to do. And you wonder, I, I just keep waiting for somebody, like, you were talking about Abbott watching the press conference with DeSantis, because everybody's looking for leadership. Yeah. Right. Everything rises or falls on leadership. That's right. And so DeSantis has not had a model. He is the model. He made the model. That's right. I mean, he's standing up. And uh, I mean,
1: and, and hands- talk about hump. You know, here's a guy that got it wrong at, in the beginning. Right. He did shutdowns in Florida, sure. but he was willing. The only politician in America that was willing to stand up and say, I screwed up. I was wrong. Should not have done that. A lot of people got hurt by that. I will not do it again. And then d- just total about face because he's a data guy he was he was literally studying the data and in the beginning we didn't have any data i I mean i would argue the diamond princess was all the data we needed when that when the diamond princess data came in i mean you're talking about an enclosed uh, you know trapped on the ship uh you know elderly population we could have deduced from that in fact i forget the gal's name she wrote a great article in the federalist it was really what woke me up about March 20, maybe 25th or something like that. I can't remember when the article came out uh, of 2020. And she said, "Hey, before we stop Western civilization, how about we look at the Diamond Princess and realize this thing's not going to be as bad as what we thought it was going to be?" So we kind of did have. But I get it. If you're governor and Italy's falling apart and everybody's saying it's going to be that, you know, uh, uh, this this apocalyptic deal. So I was I was more than willing to forgive DeSantis because he pretty quickly looked at the data and when the data started coming in he said, this doesn't measure up. And so he was, he was pouring into that data and, and finally said, okay, we're not doing this again. And I'm telling you, Rick, he has hit a home run every day since. I mean, every day he comes out with some policy. That's what we're all thinking, right? Like we be, I just wish somebody would do this or somebody would do that. And he does it. I mean, he just, I I have, I have, I got a man crush on the guy now. I mean, I'm telling you, he just <laughs> nails it all the time. I mean, Navy SEAL lawyer, he was a JAG officer for the SEALs. He's got a great resume. Young, too, man. He's only like 42. Anyway, I'm blown away, and I'm thrilled that that it's forcing Abbott to do the right thing. Some other governors are starting to follow him. But you're right. He created the model, and I pray for the guy yes. every day because they made it look like he was killing grandma, and Florida was going to fall apart. And um, Anyway, yeah, I... DeSantis all the way, man.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that the conundrum of watching all of that is uh, we have definitely Governor Envy, right? We're, we have Newsom, who has signed 770 laws in the last few weeks of the most ridiculous order. Because they have a full-time legislation here. So they just pump them out. And so he's so thrilled with himself. He... Uh, has declared you cannot buy by 2024 in three years. You may not buy any um, off-road motorized thing. So you can't buy a lawnmower. You can't buy anything because it's going to go green. So it's got to be battery operated or with a cord. And uh, so, but yeah, then they who would have thought they you sh- got to go black
1: market to get a lawnmower? I mean, this is exactly.
0: And they wow. shut down. Well, you know they're going to have the lawnmower police, right? If somebody yeah. hears a a. Uh, <laughs> A combustion engine right. going in your neighborhood, they're going to come after you. And I mean it's it's so ridiculous, it's unbelievable. And so when we look at DeSantis, and here's a guy that at every turn he's fighting the school, the the teachers' union because of what they're trying to do in the schools, yeah. there, I mean, he is like hammer and tong. They're going at it in the state. And that's why people I'm talking to, hey, they're moving to Florida. But the downside is, hey, they have limitations, term limits, so he can only run one more time.
1: And look at how close that election was. I mean, he barely won. I think he'll win big this time. Yeah, he will. But you're right, man. You're right. It's not enough. I mean, Florida could be in totally the opposite boat. As you said earlier, everything rises and falls with leadership. But yep. to pin all our hopes on Florida because this guy's getting it right, you're, I think. I'm sorry to jump in on you here, but yeah, that no, would be a mistake. We have yeah. to fight this fight. This has got to be a Churchill moment. We've got to yeah. fight in the streets. We've got to fight on the beaches. We've got to fight them in the air. We've got to fight. I mean, it's got to be everywhere. And I'm concerned about. I mean, I, I do think there's some strategy to making some red states more red, so you do have a a, a, a beacon and an example and all that. But I think it's a mistake to abandon California, abandon Washington, abandon these states. I think we need to be digging in and pushing back and fighting in every one of those areas because the law is on our side. The constitution is on our side and and there are victories to be had here. And I think the lawsuits are, I think we are gonna start winning. I can't believe it's taken this long. I mean, I was wrong last year. I said, this will be over by late April because there's no compelling interest here. They're not narrowly tailored. They're not you know least restrictive. A constitutional test applied to these these restrictions that everybody was doing would have caused them to fall flat on their face, but no court was willing to take it on. And the Supreme court wasn't willing to, to take it on. So here we are a year and a half later, but it's beginning, it's getting to the point to where, um, it's, it's just impossible to, to deny how off, uh, uh, you know, unscientific the, these things are. And so now you even have this federal judge, what yesterday or day before yesterday saying, you know the United Airlines deal where they're firing. Their, I mean, they're putting them on uh, unpaid leave if they choose a religious exemption or a medical exemption. And a federal judge just said, "No, you're that." That's, that's what's the point of having a religious exemption if you're essentially fired when you take the religious exemption? And then the other court, I think it was, I want to say it was a Michigan school where those 16 athletes had filed for religious exemptions, mm-hmm. and um, you know they they uh, initially you know were were denied, and the Sixth Circuit said that's the whole purpose of religious exemptions and now you've got the you know the exposé on the abortifacients being used in the vaccine and now you got the the um, archbishop the military archbishop saying anybody in the, in the military that wants to object to this on religious grounds should be able to because of the uh, of the aborted cells being used in it so there's some dominoes falling here way too late you know year and a half too late but some dominoes some good news i guess is what i want to say to all the people that are watching some good things are happening to where you know i think we can find our way out of this thing but man it's going to take civil disobedience It's going to take a long hard fight i mean this is not going to happen overnight and a lot of people are going to experience a lot of pain whether it's the job or or whatever it might be um we're going to find out if there's enough patriots left in each of these states to to, to save them as well as florida and texas
0: i i totally agree because people were asking me how come people aren't standing up because now as the mandate is narrowing, you're seeing the numbers explode. Because I, I've told people for the last year, people will not stand up until it touches their family, That's their right. pocketbook, their yep. livelihood. As long as it's, it, it is not, oh, it's, it, it's happening down the street, it's happening to George across town. No, when mm-hmm. it comes to knock on your door, you're finally yep. okay. Because I think most, especially conservative Americans, they don't want to make a fuss. Like I work hard. I love my family. I take my kids to soccer practice. You know, I, I don't want this fight. But when you, I mean, there's a place where you finally push people in a the corner. They're like, "All yeah. right, I didn't want this, but we are going to throw down now." There's 60,000 yeah. Marines that have not gotten the vaccine, and uh,
1: those 200 Navy SEALs. I mean, <clears throat> if you if you tell 200 Navy SEALs they're not deployable you just slashed 10% almost right there's i think there's 2500 seals so almost 10% of mm-hmm. of of the elite force right i mean at what point is this a readiness issue the black hawk helicopter guys the i mean as you said 60,000 marine all of these and you're just going to kick them out i mean you're going to give a discharge to anybody that that doesn't get the jab it's crazy i think you're right on it's why i kind of when biden came out and did that press conference a month ago and said any company, 100 employees or more and all that, my first thought was he just pushed millions of people into our column. He just took a lot of people that were sitting on the sidelines going, yeah, whatever, it doesn't affect me, just like you're saying. And now it affects them. And now they've got to decide, wow, what do I believe about the role of government? What do I believe about personal liberty and my own decisions? What do I believe about who, which party governs best? I mean, they're really having to start thinking about thinking about things that they've never thought about before. And did you see that race in? Um, I, I want to say it was an Iowa state rep race. It was some state rep race the other night to fill a seat that was like a sixty-five thirty-five uh, Democrat district that flipped to a Republican. It's kind of like a bellwether thing, right? And 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 Virginia, let's watch Virginia the next few weeks because if Virginia goes the way that we think it might go, huge flip that could happen in Virginia. What does that say about what could happen in, in 2022? And Terry McAuliffe just gave us a gift, right? Whenever he said, parents shouldn't be involved in the education of their children. And I mean, he showed, he said said the quiet part out loud, right? That they think, like communists, they think they should be raising your children, not you. You're not capable of doing it and their experts should. So combine that with what was happening there in Loudoun County and this parent that was arrested, that was the poster child for Merrick Garland saying, we're gonna sick the FBI On parents all over the country just because they want their two minutes at the school board meeting to say what they think. This parent that they used as the poster child turns out his daughter was raped in the bathroom by a student, a guy wearing a skirt so he could get in the bathroom. So this exposes the Biden policies, the, the very thing Biden has been pushing to allow boys and girls bathrooms. Girl gets raped in the bathroom by a guy using that policy to get in there the parent shows up at the school board meeting to complain about it, and he gets arrested and drug out of the board meeting? And then they lie about it and try to cover it up. This stuff is coming out, Rick. I'm telling you, yeah. this is emboldened. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that does get people off the bench and say, I got to do something.
0: They moved that kid to another school to cover it up, and he did the same thing there yeah. to another girl. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yep. So in- Evil stuff, man. In Seattle, because and, and of that's mandate. Romans.
1: That's Romans one, by the way. Where not only is this evil stuff happening, they're yeah. celebrating it by covering it up and allowing it that's to happen. Right. Sorry, you were about to say something about another place. Yeah,
0: well, Seattle. Uh, Two hundred and fifty-three uh, officers in Seattle are not going to get the vaccine, so they have just a little over a thousand police officers. So they have declared they're going to what they call level three, which means. Um, a lack of safety in the streets, because Uh when you drop 25% of your police force, they have tiers, and it's like tier three, which is a lack of safety in the streets. This is what's coming to Seattle. Yeah. And uh, But people don't get this. It's bad leaders with bad policies. Whatever, right thinking leads to right living, wrong thinking leads to wrong living, and that's what we're seeing, but I agree with you that there's a tipping point where people will put up with a lot of garbage until you shove them into a corner and then you have now, now first of all, just a moment of rejoicing. Is there anything as refreshing as seeing a stadium filled with football fans? Man, it's, <laughs> or, or NASCAR are just these huge stadiums yeah. and they're all getting together and they're so excited about being together, they can't help but break out in song for Joe Biden, Rick. <laughs> That's right. Let's go, Brandon. Right. Oh. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> and and uh, there's the NBC reporter to help him out with the lyrics, right? Because not everybody <laughs> understands what the lyrics are. And, uh Jeez. I, uh, I was. Got, you know, she started a national trend. Did you did you see the kid the other day on the
1: NASCAR kickoff? You know where they're saying "start your engines" and then that kid, <laughs> like ten year old says,
0: "Let's go." Let's through. go, man. <laughs> I just I can't. Well, it, in an effort to cover up for Biden, the NBC reporter gave a meme that is going to be unshakable, like this. Let, and it was all organic. You know what I mean? It's not like some nefarious. Far right person came up with this scenario to meme him. It's it just came out as she tried to cover it up. And I, you know, you I'm trying to think through. I'm
1: working on an article, uh, and I don't have it. I, I got to come up with the right examples, but because some people say, you know, we shouldn't do that. That's been the American way from the beginning. I mean, whether you're you know burning the king in effigy or you've got banners that say no king but King Jesus. I mean, we've always used. Um, sarcasm sometimes and, and, you know, humor um, and, 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 you know, to, to, to try to, I mean, that has been something that we used to value, right. Being able to make fun of the leaders or being able to um, criticize. And, you know, I think people are at a boiling point right now where they, the, especially these kids, I mean, they are tired of their school being canceled. They've been able, unable to get their degrees. They've been unable to have their graduations, um, you know, th- th- they're t- to be tested every week and all of these ridiculous things when they're not even at risk. Um, I think you're right. I, in fact, I kind of have seen these football games as like, you know, millions of people protesting by coming out to the football games and enjoying themselves. And the chance, yes. But, um, you know, because at first I was frustrated. I was watching Italy and, and all these other nations and they're all protesting in the streets with hundreds of thousands of people. I'm going, where are the Americans? And then I realized the football games that's our protest. They're showing up at these football games as a way of protesting and getting back to life, you know?
0: Yeah. It's the, the baseball games and all these places that are just packed. And, um, and once again, it's not an organized thing. It is really the cry of, for freedom from the American people. It is the cry, you know, when the children of Israel were in under Pharaoh's tyranny, they were just crying out. And, um, it comes out in many ways and obviously it's a it's a messy thing yeah <laughs> Li- liberty's is. a me- liberty's a messy thing it, it it it's not neat and tidy and it doesn't fit in a laboratory um, it's very ugly and uh, because it's so worth it because it's it's like this street fight to actually have liberty right. and whether it's the Uh, I mean, the Revolutionary War was the great example of that. It was really long, hard fought. uh, That's right.
1: Yeah, I mean, just like you said earlier, people will put up with – well, the Declaration says it, right? The Declaration has some language about, you know, uh, mankind will suffer evils while they are sufferable, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations that are leading to the same end, in this case tyranny, at some point it hits critical mass and you say enough is enough – and as the declaration says, you're going to assume among the powers of the earth that separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature has God entitle you. Um, that's kind of where we're at at this point. People have suffered really? as long as they're willing, I hope. Um, and 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 now we have a real opportunity because they're asking the right questions. They weren't taught civics in school. They haven't been taught the proper role of government. They haven't been taught jurisdictions of government. They haven't been taught, frankly, what do I do as a biblical citizen? How do I how do I respond mm-hmm. to this and still remain uh, biblical? And so we have a great opportunity to educate people on all of these things, give them those answers because the Bible does. That's a great thing; it has all the answers to everything we're facing. But I want to also add what you just said. It's ugly sometimes. It's it's not a perfect picture, and we mm-hmm. as Christians should not. This is not a time to say, "Do you meet my ten point?" You know worthiness uh, for me to lock shields with you. You know, are you, are you pure enough to be a partner yeah. with me? That, this, that'd be the dumbest thing we could do right now. The smart thing to do right now is, are you for liberty? I, I'm willing to lock shields with you. We may not agree on any theology. We may not even agree on some on all the steps of liberty, but if you agree this is tyranny and you're willing to, to stand with me on this thing, man, that's, you've got, we've gotta have that attitude of we're willing to lock shields with anybody that's against tyranny. That's how they did it in the Revolutionary War. That's how you win any of these things. And then we get back to freedom and then we can argue semantics on some of this other stuff. But right now, man, it's, we've got to be willing to team up with people that we might not normally team up with and not be self-righteous about, you've got to be perfect on my list of, you know, uh, requirements before I lock shields with you.
0: That's an important point because I think that, you know, that who, who am I going to join with right now? People are asking us that because we've had people that are, uh, from such extremes and this tyranny makes strange bedfellows of people that love liberty.
1: It does. Tyranny
0: makes strange bedfellows of those who love liberty. And right now, I'm like, they're like, well, what's your criteria to to work with people or have, you know, join with people? I said, if they love liberty, we're together. We're brothers, we're sisters. If we love liberty, all the other stuff because this is a national issue, it's not an issue of theology, and uh, just as a, pa- I'm a, I've been a pastor for 32 years. Yeah. I have theology, I have doctrine, in a, in a congregational setting, hey, I want to teach, and I want to rightly divide the word of God, and things, this is, you know, we keep having this rhetoric over and over, people charging us, why are you doing this, and being so political as a church? And it's because the number one goal of the congregation is. To and the preacher is to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. But number two, if I don't have the liberty in my nation to do that, that's right, I, I'm in trouble. So I have to love this priority, but I have to defend the freedom to do so. And people are like, well, the church flourishes underground in China, I'm like, yeah, but right now we're above ground, so who wants to live like a gopher right now, right? We might, right. Well, we, we might as well fight. I don't know if you watched the thing with uh, Pastor Art up in Canada, but he um, was just at court yesterday. No, and I the, didn't. And the judge... This, this in a, is red, the
1: get out Gestapo guy, right?
0: That's right, that's I'll right. I love him. Yeah, go ahead, so, sorry. So he just went uh, t- to court, and he has... Um, uh, the judge told him that any times he, he speaks about, because he was only in trouble for opening his church. That's the only reason he was in trouble, through cor- corona. Yeah. And the judge said anytime he publicly speaks on vaccine or mandates or in, any of this stuff, he must publicly then follow up and repudiate what he just said. That's... And if he does not, if he speaks about any of these topics and does not repudiate it, he will then be drugged back into court. Can you believe this? He told him he cannot speak on any media forum. Uh, he he went on, the, the judge went on a 40-minute rant uh, telling him off, because he went on a, a four-month tour of America warning about what's coming to America because yeah. Canada's ahead of the game yeah. uh, as far as tyranny goes. And... And that's what I point to. I, I Look at our neighbors to the north. Yep. Look what's going on. This is what they're doing to this preacher for simply opening his church. And if you think it's not going to happen here, that's you're right. out of your mind. Well, our right. friend Pastor Mike McClure up in San Jose has $2.8 million, And if you you know add it, it's almost $4 million. And he's still in a legal battle simply from having church on Sunday morning. Mm. It's unbelievable.
1: It, it's, it's, you know... <sighs> Man, where do I start? I mean, it, when when you kill freedom of speech and you don't allow—I mean, this is this is the Orwellian Ministry of Truth from 1984, right? Where they yeah. where they literally rewrite what happened, and 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 you see that even with uh, even as they're removing awards and removing papers and all of these things, and what what that does is it kills people. I mean, it's literally what they're doing. What they're what they're allowing for when you lock down science and you say we can't debate this, we can't have another side then if you're wrong, it doesn't get corrected, and therefore more people die. And that's exactly what's happened over the last year and a half. Because we had the national narrative that was designed to push the vaccines, designed to not allow for any alternative or other treatments, <clears throat> and we shut down any speech about anything else, think of how many people died because they couldn't get the treatments. I mean, I could not believe that even as, as recent as this summer, I would, I would see friends get the virus and not know what to do. They didn't know about ivermectin and budesidine and all of these things that have been proven to work incredibly well for most people and doctors that are actually practicing medicine where they're using all these different 20 some odd different treatments, you know, are having up to 100% uh, success rate. But I could not believe smart people. I mean, people that with more degrees than her thermometer, right? I mean, they all smart people did not know this stuff was out there, which means the propaganda has worked. They've kept the information from the people, which means the lack of debate, removing shows from YouTube, removing... I mean, how many times have we all been in jail on, on Facebook and kicked off YouTube and all that for sharing what a doctor said, right? Sharing what a scientist, the experts were saying, and we get silenced because it doesn't fit the narrative. That is dangerous, dangerous stuff. Especially when it comes to science, right? So people are dying because of it. But now you're talking about liberty dying, religious liberty dying, not being able to speak freely on these things. Man, that is that is a dangerous, dangerous road. And hopefully that's you know waking up more people as well. But, man, I've been shocked at how many people have bought into that, the whole misinformation uh, thing. You know, thank the good Lord for Joe Rogan. I mean, here here's another example. This guy's no Christian, right? I mean, he doesn't believe like us on faith stuff. He didn't even believe like us on liberty stuff. He was a California liberal, right? He moves to Texas. Now he's the like champion <laughs> in Austin. Yeah, he's he's living in Austin, and you listen to him just decimate that guy from CNN, the doctor Sanjay, whatever his name is from CNN, uh, yesterday or the day before. I mean, he's he's become a voice for truth. And you go, wow, God, you love to confound our wisdom and, and use people right. we never thought you would use. But we're definitely, man, I do think we're in a Romans 1.22, you know, professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. Yeah, All the people that are supposed to be the smart folks and, and, and they're just literally professing foolishness.
0: Yeah. And I preached this last Saturday night, you know, Romans 1 verse 18 says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, yeah, that's that's right? Good. I mean, they're squishing truth, and, and the Lord's talked off about it. <laughs> he, The wrath of God is revealed against men that suppress the truth, because when Trump mentioned hydroxy early on, I mean, yeah. what, was it a month in? Yeah. He was acting like a crazy person, and the narrative that they... Uh, Joe Rogan, they kept saying that horse dewormer, the horse dewormer, the horse dewormer. <laughs> and and he he's like, Am I going to sue CNN? What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about now Joe Rogan, he's uh, lit up, and Biden's administration is red pilling all of America. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. A, <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy.
1: It's it, Well, and I love what you just said. In fact, I want to go uh, uh, send me a link to that message. Cause I, I'd, I'd love to hear that message. That fits perfectly with what uh, David Barton has been saying out of second Thessalonians, where when you reject truth, then the lie is able to take hold. And then when you act on the lie, you have to live with the, the consequences of that. And and that's right. And that's literally what we've rejected truth. And frankly, We've rejected biblical truth for for decades now in America. And so I think that set us up for this situation to buy the lie. So we're kind of worshiping the twin golden calves of of government's going to save me, government's going to save me, and pseudoscience is going to save me. Instead of coming back to the answers, God's word's not only right, it works best. And when we follow the liberty principles out of the Bible, we wouldn't be in the mess that that we're in right now. Um, So, yeah, reject. that's probably, I mean, really when you get down to it, everything we're talking about comes back to a rejection of truth. Not believing in moral absolutes, not believing that there is a right and wrong. Um,
0: Man. And Mm. I I really find, Rick, that the more people move, because the definition of truth is reality, that which corresponds with reality around me, right? Yeah, So when you discover that and that truth in your reality of God sets you free in Jesus but i uh i believe that christians specifically connected through the holy spirit connected with reality that's why all of these believers rose up through this like this is not connected with reality we're looking at re- we we we're not living you know with <laughs> it's like the little kid in the king's new clothes like the king's naked, <laughs> and everybody around him is saying, hey, hey! Uh, these are new clothes, they're so beautiful, you can't even see them. And the kid's like, no, dude, he's naked. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's what we've been saying, is this whole yeah. COVID thing. And you connect with truth and the Spirit of God. But Joe Rogan, that's the same thing. When they connect with reality of what's going on, specifically him going through Corona himself. That's right. He He connects with us in understanding reality a strange bedfellow, he ends every program smoking a joint. Now, you and I are not gonna smoke a joint at the end of this program right, uh, right. remotely here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the reality is that that now there's these people that love liberty yeah. because until you have the boot on your neck, yep. you will not fight back and yep. uh, so. No, anyway. that's
1: that man, I, I, in fact, I use that same expression um, these people, like Ian Smith up in in New Jersey, the the gym owner, you know, with the beard, um, that, right. that yeah. got his place shut down. Shelley Luther, the barber in Dallas. I forget the guy's name, the barber in Michigan. These people, all the way back in April of last yeah. year, that stood against this, that yeah. had the boot of government on their neck, um, yeah. they became true patriots, warriors for liberty, because they felt that evil of tyranny and and what that meant to not only them but they saw it what it did to their employees they saw what it did to to their own kids and that's the wake-up call that's happening across the country right now and that's the that's the good news i mean there is absolutely an awakening in america as you know i mean our constitution courses are exploding we're at almost ten thousand constitution coaches now where people that would have never said, I'm gonna host that class in my living room are going, yeah. I'm gonna host that class, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. If this is a step towards yeah. you know finding the right answers. And when you hear these CEOs say we have to bow to whatever the president says, and you realize that the the leaders of industry, the titans of industry right now, have no clue how our government is supposed to work. They have no clue what the federal juris you know, the constitutional jurisdictions are. Um, you realize we really have failed miserably at teaching these basics and by not doing so we've created this petri dish where the virus of tyranny and virus of bad government grows and 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 the good news is there are immune boosters right there are ways mm-hmm. to solve this but man it's not going to happen overnight we have to educate a nation i mean that's literally what's going to have to happen pastors all over the country are going to have to say here's what the bible says about the proper role of government and that's even right. just this whole romans 13 thing and, and convincing you know, uh, I, may, I don't know if you took a poll, I'd say it's probably 60 percent of the church in America thinks that Romans 13 means bow to whatever the government says. There is no fighting back. There's no pushback, which is foolish, of course, as, as, as Rob uh, talks about all the time. And it ignores yeah. the fact that we, the people, are the governed. Also ignores the fact that the guy that wrote it, Paul was was willing in Acts to, to bring up the law. It'd be like, I mean, Paul in Acts did what today would be the equivalent of holding up the Constitution and saying, you do not have the power to do that to me. Under the That's Constitution, it. under the law, what you're doing is wrong and fighting back, just like you guys have done there at, at Godspeak and, and the churches in California have led the way. So, I, I mean, I, hats off to you guys in California. It's been the pastors in California that have set the bar. I mean, it's, I, I, honestly... That's part of why I haven't given up on California. I think God's going to reward that at some point, and say yeah. you guys stood firm and you and you stood, you 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 obeyed God, not not man and not government. And you know the old expression of you know rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Y'all did that, and I just can't imagine God abandoning you know California after after what you guys have done. If 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 He was going to spare Sodom and Gomorrah, I mean, what did what did Abraham negotiate it down to? I think he got down ten. to five or
0: ten. 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 ten, he got to 10. Yeah. Yeah. So if he if he was gonna you know spare them for 10, yeah. you got
1: you know, there's how many millions in California, right, Amen. that are still trying to be righteous and still trying to follow God's law. Uh anyway, I'm rambling. I, I just man, I, I haven't given up on you guys and I'm thankful for you, man. Godspeak, by the way, has been such a beacon. You know, when you when I say we've got ten thousand coaches and thousands of classes going, what that means is that that every week right now. In thousands of places around the country, Rob's lessons that he taught in biblical citizenship right there on y'all stage, David Barton right there on your stage, Kirk Cameron right there on your stage, all of that stuff that we filmed there at your church has gone out into the culture and is equipping, I mean, literally hundreds of thousands of of citizens to understand the ecclesia, to understand the role of the church, to understand who we the people actually are in in this system. So God bless you man. I mean, what a what a what a blessing y'all are being to the rest of the country right now.
0: Yeah, Rob has been such a voice on the and really the tip of the spear here on the West Coast and yep. doing such a great job and and the Lord has created him and designed him and prepared him for such a time as this. And Amen. let's just end on that note, Rick, cuz we recorded the 7-week lessons for the Civics class here, right? And um uh Let's say that there's a, a pastor over in Iowa. They want to watch this. Hey, how can they contact Rick Green? How can they get that? Talk about your website. Let's try wow. to equip some people that are watching this um, live stream coast to coast. The yeah, we'll quickest, easiest place for a church is biblicalcitizens.com.
1: Biblicalcitizens.com. It's all free. We give it away it's all, there's a really cool, you know, tech digital thing that we created where it's so easy to tap into it, stream the class, create a registration page for your folks. So they get their free digital workbook and all of that. Um, it is super easy and, and um, so biblicalcitizens.com. And then if you wanna uh, get young people trained, which is a big passion of mine to really raise up warriors of liberty in this, in this next generation, patriotacademy.com is our main website. And uh, we do these youth leadership programs across the country. Um, And then, you know, we also do our constitutional defense. we got a ton of people out of your church that have come over and done that week with me or five days with me um, where we train during the day on handgun defense. And then in the evening, I do the constitution classes. It's great fellowship, too, man. It's always so good to just be able to look people in in the eyes and enjoy time together without masks. And and uh, anyway, so those are some of the programs we do. Uh, but it's super easy. And again, um, give away our classes for free. So please, churches out there or individuals that want to host this in your home, uh, check out that website today.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. It's fun to uh, spend time with you, Rick. And may the Lord bless you in your endeavor. We're fighting for liberty. And we, we just have to die with our boots on because this is not... It took us a long time to get here, Rick. And I would say this cultural war, if we're going to turn it around, may take us 10 to 15 years of really... Yeah engagement by God's people across America to turn the tide.
1: Amen brother, that's that's so important to tell people that, right? Because we are immediate gratification oriented in our society, we wanna just elect a president and it'll solve yeah. everything. It's not going to do it this is going to take time i think you're 100 right 10 to 15 years but think about it folks that's what one-fifth of the 70 years of captivity that the children of israel were headed into when god said i know the plans i have for you plans to yeah. prosper you go marry your wives build your homes all of that stuff have your children that's the way we need to be we need to live yeah. our lives while fighting for this liberty and rebuild the walls right there by our homes which you know whether it's california washington massachusetts wherever you're watching this from What can you do right there in your community to rebuild the walls so that we may no longer be
0: a reproach right out of Nehemiah? Amen. God bless you. And have joy while you're doing
1: it. Happy warriors, right? right?
0: Happy warriors. (laughs) Exactly. We can have joy in the Lord. Uh, What are they going to threaten us with? Heaven? They're going to kill us? That's right. It's like graduation day. Hey, God bless you, Rick Green. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody for tuning in. Thank you. See you soon. Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to vintagemcoy.com or follow us on Instagram at TheVintageMcCoy. We'll see you there.